Blog Talk Radio. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Winchester Radio. Uh, I'm Susan. Becky is here. Um, we have a special edition of our podcast this evening. We have a guest. Um, the episode is, of course, Trial and Error, 14th episode of Season 8. And uh, we have the director of that episode, his first time directing, but he is the first assistant director, correct? Kevin Parks? Yes. Welcome to our podcast. Um, Hi, how's everybody doing out there? Um, I'm sure they're good. Even better. (laughs) Now that the podcast has started with Kevin. (laughs) Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We have such an amazing uh, episode to talk about. I mean, it's always fun to have um, a crew on, but uh, this is a really, I thought this was a really, really special episode. So I know we have lots of questions. Um, shall we get started? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy, happy to be uh, happy to be, be on the podcast. It's great. It's great to, uh, you know, give a little more insight for the fans. Great. Um, I just want to say uh, on behalf of all the Supernatural fandom, congratulations, and we're excited for season nine. Awesome. Yes, you know, that, that, that was good news last week to get an early pickup. I mean, it's, yep. uh, we're all very happy with that, too. Yeah, yeah. So now you can kind of really really plan the end of season eight and looking forward to season nine. And please tell everybody back back in the cast and crew that we said we're thrilled and congratulations. And the ratings are going up every week, which is also very cool and amazing. So lots and lots of I will yeah, I, I'll definitely pass it on to everybody. Thank you. Um, yeah. Questions? Becky, Becky, want to start? Okay, uh, Kevin, you've been with the show since the beginning. Um, can you tell us what it's been like for being with Supernatural this whole entire run? Um, it, yeah, it, it's been a very fun and interesting ride. I mean, it's a, as I always tell everybody, there's, it's never a dull moment at Supernatural. We're always, you know, reinventing ourselves and, and creating stuff. And um, you know, the first five years with Eric, the, the lore was really established, and you know that kind of stuck in my brain. Now I just keep I keep with doing, you know, what we did in the past, and I keep telling you know all the people when we were in our in our concept meetings. Well, we did this, this, these episodes, and it's just this ride of this knowledge I've gotten that makes it supernatural quite interesting because it's like you, when, how many meetings can you talk about going? Well, when we were in hell last, or when we were in purgatory, <laughs> or, or when the boys went to heaven. It, you know, it kind of like, you know it kind of puts mm-hmm. a whole new perspective on the creative element mm-hmm. right and how did you um have you had you always wanted to be a director how did you you know what was the process of getting you you know to be a director for this episode um to be 100% honest and I've never really seen myself in directing because as a first assistant director you do more logistics and planning so it's as I, it, it more leads to a producing job because that's what you end up doing um directing wise it's like well you know to do more and after being eight years seven years in the show to do to do more it's like well let's let's see what what this what happens i have the perfect opportunity it's a safe environment to do the directing let's, let's see if uh, bob and those guys agree and i asked bob and you know bob you know Pace went through, and, you know, that's how I got my episode. And Johnny had his episode in Season 7. I had mine in Season 8. 
both of us did a good job. So hopefully with season nine we can you know parlay that into more. Um, but you know it, 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 it was an interesting eye opener to do directing because it, it was actually you know stressful in the morning. And then, but as you get through the day and the work gets done, it becomes much more of a euphoric feeling where it's like, wow, this is accomplished, and I think it looks good. Oh, definitely. Oh, great, thank you. I mean, in the words of, like, you know, Jeannot Swark, I mean, he in the morning he's always swimming in the sea of despair, and in the afternoon he's on the beaches of hope, which is totally how directing is. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting quote. I like that quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, Susan, did you have another question? I was going to ask him about the Hellhounds. Um, I was just just kind of um, just to, this is a general question about the how did you get this particular episode? Did it just sort of did they you know how do you get it's like did you come up in the rotation? It's like you just happen to get episode fourteen. Yeah, I mean it, 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 it comes it comes from the it comes from LA and the writers in terms of what what stories are coming up next. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no control over what story comes my way, uh-huh. nor do any of the other directors. You get you get slotted into a, into a position, and mm-hmm. as they come up, you get you, you you when we get when we start the season, not all the not all the scripts or storylines are done yet. So it's basically it's a, it's just a gamble. Once you say you want to direct, you roll the dice and you hopefully get one of the better scripts, or you you get one of the lower scripts, or you get one of the standalones. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. it's totally up to how the writers are doing, what the how the storylines evolve through the season. Mhm. Well, well, this is this was an amazing episode, and I don't know if you want to say you it's just you lucked out or you um you know somebody up there likes you or or something because you just got well, I mean really I mean I mean, the, 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 I mean directing is it I mean directing is a certain amount of luck to get scripts mm-hmm. like that because I mean when I got it I mean it it was a, it was a nice script to first cut my teeth as directing directing on um mm-hmm. I was I, lucky to get not a large cast but you know in the, the cast of there were good Mm-hmm. And it was basically, you know, I mean, it's all it was basically setting up the lore for the next, you know, mm-hmm. few. I don't know how mm-hmm. many episodes they're dragging the trials out for, but it's like it sets up that whole chunk of time, and it was fun mm-hmm. to do. I mean, you know, dealing dealing with Osric and dealing with Jaron Jensen are very, they're, 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 it was it was a, a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Now, um, a big thing in this episode, we finally got to see what the Hellhounds look like after you know them. Being invisible for so many years. Um, yeah. Who um, did you have any help in what they would, what their appearance would be? Did you have any say in that, or you know, was that were they described in the script by Andrew Dab, or was that all um, came through from the visual effects department? Uh, well, the visual effects guys did some initial concept sketches of the Hellhounds. Uh, and in my prep, I was able to have some input in terms of what they should look like, how big they should be, which obviously my input got put into going down to Jeremy and Bob in L.A., and they were basically, you know, they, they have the final final say on what the, the dog should look like. Um, and then, then our visual effects guys do the whole model in 3D and 2D to, to bring bring all that to life. You know, it's uh, the challenge on set is you know when you're when you're actually filming it, there is no dog there. You know, you're okay. We we actually on the day uh, when we filmed the whole thing with uh, the fight, uh, the hellhound fight with uh, Jensen and Jared, 
we brought a cutout of the dog so the camera operators knew how how much to frame, so they can they can have an idea of how what what's going to be there when the animation goes in. I think I remember seeing Jim Michaels or somebody tweeting a picture of that cutout. Now that you mentioned that, so I think yeah, I remember that. Probably somebody somebody might have. I mean. Uh, but yeah, we had a, it basically was a it was a life size cutter of what the dog was going to look like, so they, everybody knew what you know what to frame and how big to frame it. Mm-hmm. Now, talking about that scene there with um, Sam and Dean and the Hellhound there with the fight, can you tell us about shooting that scene? Um, you know how when Sam, especially when he stabs the Hellhound, how did you shoot that scene? What was above him? What did he actually stab? That sort of thing. Uh, well, the, yeah, I mean, that, that was a, a, a one take that I had one chance of doing that when, when Sam rolled over and he's now, when he's looking up at the hellhound barking, um, we just basically had the camera looking, this is his POV at the hellhound that was barking at him. We had his hand up there just moving around and where the hellhound mu- mouth might be or neck. So we can, and the guys visually affected putting in the hellhound barking at him. When he went to stab it, it was a a, bi- a basically a, a a big rig that was wide enough that I can get four cameras into it. And Jared basically uh, stabbed a uh, a bladder as he stabbed it. That's when all the black goo came out and and basically poured on him. So he was he was controlling he was controlling all the black goo himself. And this 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 rig that there our special effects guys rigged up was uh, big enough that I was able to get four cameras in without ever having to see any of the rig itself, which is great. Because, I mean, you know, I, I had one chance to do this, to do that one shot, um, because the reset factor would have would, would have been, you know, it would have just mm-hmm. killed the day. So I had I had, I had one four-camera deal to get that, and it, it, it worked out perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the A camera was down looking at it as all this, the goo hit him, the B camera got the tie-in with with Jensen, um, and it just it just worked out seamlessly. And uh, I was so happy with all the uh, all the effort mm-hmm. all the crew put into making that work. Yeah, oh, it, it was fantastic. a great scene. Yeah, let's yeah. What's Hellhound blood made out of? Because it was really icky black. It's like uh, it's oil. black. It's black. It's black. You know, probably a, a sugar-based kind of thing or a, or a sucrose-based. Mm-hmm. Black goo. Uh oh. Um. I I I I had I had special effects guys put some chunks in it too, so it was a bit chunky too. I think, yeah, I think those are cherries. Yeah. <laughs> it looks. Because when I did, I didn't want just was I didn't want liquid hitting them. I wanted some chunks coming down mm-hmm. as well. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I told Jared, I told Jared about it once. I once I had the outline, and I knew what was going. I told Jared long in advance because I mean. You know, last time anything's really been been thrown at him and gooey wise was probably Commander's days. So, you know, I wanted to make sure he's aware that he had to actually get drenched with something. Mhm. Yeah. Boy, it wasn't did just he. a little bit. Yeah, because it wasn't just a little bit of <laughs> yeah. hellhound blood. It was a lot. Well, yeah, we had. I think we had three liters of, of goo coming out. Oh wow! And I know he that he wasn't just. Stab him. He stabs him, and then he guts him. So like the whole yeah 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 yeah. Out. Yeah, but yeah, he, yeah. He stabs it, and he drives the, the the knife back along the belly, which when all mm-hmm. the goo came out. So, but yeah, I think I had about three liters or yeah, three liters of goo coming on him. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Now, um, can you talk a, a little bit about the bunker? Um, that is gorgeous set. Um, what mm-hmm. is oh, oh, the men of letters, the, the, the men of letters set. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. What is? Um, can you give us any details on the set that um, maybe we don't know about the set yet, or um, just tell us what it's like filming on such a gorgeous, huge set. Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, when when Phil when Phil first brought, showed it, I mean, he did he did the best with the technical and everything. But every angle on that set is easy. It's easy. And it's such an easy set to shoot in, and it's such a pleasure to be in it. I mean, it's a big set. We're gonna be we're gonna be in it quite a bit, but it's uh, it was a fabulous set. I mean, you know, the whole metal letters elevates the lore of supernatural to a point where there are intellectuals out there. Were intellectuals out there? Where all this all this information came from, you know. I um, mean, they always talk about Bobby being the guy of the books and everything. So, you know, somebody somebody's carried on it from you know when they when they all fell apart in '58 when you know Henry Winchester's whole group got decimated by Avion. Um, so it's like you know, there's it, it was such a such an easy set to you know. I mean, every angle I had, it was easy to do. Um, you know, the whole bunker outside of it, that, you know, that pretty much is a visual effects build. I mean, they they built the whole exterior on a, on a, on a plate. That's just, it's amazing that it's all visual effects because it looks so real, the outside of it there does. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, visual effects, did that whole thing. I'm telling you, so Supernatural just has such a great visual effects team. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, for what they do and the, and the amount of shots they do, they 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 really make the show what it is. Great, great team. Yeah, I love the bunker. There's so much attention to detail in it. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, well, that, thing... that that's I mean, that's Jerry Wanick and and his art department. I mean, it's amazing his attention to detail um, on all sides. You know, for the vintage side of things. To the details of of the swords, to you know what the pillars should look like, to the maps, and I mean, I mean his his attention to detail is amazing. It just makes sets easy to shoot in. We just got a interesting question through Twitter from SPNTFW. Um, the it, they wanted to know the ending after Sam said the spell. What exactly happened there? Was it like? some kind of contract or, you know, was he being, you know, what exactly happened to Sam there when he said the spell? Well, when he says the spell, he's, he's, he's uh, now getting in, entering into the trials uh, as the, as the person who's going to complete the trials. And if he doesn't complete the trials, as Kevin Tran said in the, uh, the teaser, he'll get his spine ripped through his mouth of his mouth for eternity. So that whole effect of going up his arm is, Something that is affecting him to get his I mean, basically get his body ready for the rest of the trials and, and eventually closing the gates of hell. Oh, oh okay. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean that 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 basically that whole thing is going up is is basically he is now entered into this contract with you know basically the word of God. Wow. This whole trials thing is just really setting up such a great storyline. I'm just. Makes me really excited for the whole rest of the season. 
And I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know how they're 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 working that one out. That's the the writers have kept that one close at hand. I don't know uh mm-hmm. the second or the third or how it's gonna happen from there, but I mean it's uh it's all in Jeremy's and Jeremy and Bob's brain right now. We got to see Dean's bedroom in this episode, which I have to say it's so great to finally see Dean have a room because mm-hmm. he just is like a little kid. It was just a great scene. Um, Kim Jacobs on Twitter wanted to know if we're ever going to see Sam's room. Do you know if we might ever get to see Sam's room? No. Um, and that's up to the writers. I'm not sure. Okay. I have a feeling that Sam's just been, like, reading books and napping with his head down on the table. Like, I'm not even <laughs> sure he's found the bedroom yet. <laughs> uh, Kevin, no, uh, um, go ahead. I've got a question here from Twitter. Which is the hardest part of the episode to do? Uh, you want me to answer that one for you guys? Sure, go ahead. Come on. Um, the, the hardest part, I'd have to say, would be all of our killings. You know, when we kill when we kill real people, uh, are, are, we're so stuck on standards and practice in terms of how we kill people that we can't really show them dying. So I had to come up with a lot of creative ways. Like when Carl and Margie died, it was it was all pretty much the after effect or the imply implying of it all. So to actually do it and to make it effective in the story was to try and think of a way to do that without having it cut out of the episode. So that probably would have been one of the harder things to figure out how to do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, uh, I know. Um, every week I look forward to seeing what what way you're going to splatter blood every week because every week there's always really great blood splatter scenes. So I always look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's usually our our good go to for um, just basically you know how how are we going to end up end end the scene without actually. You know, showing somebody being gutted or pulling something out is just you know cut to blood spray, and mm-hmm. uh, you know special effects guys do a good job of all multiple versions of blood spray. With some with chunks, some with just little mist, some with. Excuse me, when we killed Carl, I just shot a lot of blood in Carl's face. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with blood splatter. <laughs> no. <laughs> now that you you guys had a gorgeous location. Um, where this is filmed, um, can you say anything about what it was like finding the stable location and shooting there? Because it was just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, it was, I mean, I have to say, Russ and his location team did a great job in finding, I mean, it's an 80-acre um, equestrian ranch out in South Langley. And uh, mm-hmm. it was ideal, you know, because every angle I had, I mean, it was it gave me every, every angle I, I wanted to shoot was picturesque. Uh, I mean, the house is phenomenal. I mean, I was able to shoot a lot, you know, making sure I could, you know, have the house flow really well from the dining room scene to the kitchen scene to the living room scene to the kitchen or to the dining room to the, you know, and the high angle was already built in because they had a Juliet balcony. That was great. The the barn's location, the locale to the house uh, and, you know, be able to park the car wherever I wanted, it was it was fabulous. And you know, it was 80 acres, so you had you had 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 I had the run of the place for five days. It was great. Oh wow! So even the interiors were shot in the house. Yes. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very mm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. The the only interior that wasn't shot there was Ellie's room. All the other interiors were shot uh, at look at the location. Mm. 
And that's very cool. That, that, that must work out really well when you're able to shoot everything all in one location instead of having to mm-hmm. go back and forth between places. I'm sure that really makes filming a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it just saves it just saves the time of having to load and load and unload trucks every day. I mean, if you were there for five days, we right, unload right. when we're there. We start in and, and we just move the gear around for each set we're working at. Um, and that 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 gives me more time to get more shots and tell a story better. Um, I wanted to ask about the photo that we got to see of Dean and Mary. Um, was yeah. that a photo that you all had made up for this episode? Because I don't believe we had seen that one in the past. No, that's an entirely new one that was that was that was made just for this episode. Oh, um, it's actually it's a shot of it's a shot of young Jensen with uh Mary uh from we actually took her picture off of another picture and put Jensen into you know, young Jensen into it so that 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 was that was made just for this out of Photoshop and the art department which I mean I think Marianne is and Leanne and everybody in the art department are great for their their expertise in Photoshop so it's actually young Jensen it is young Jensen yes oh very cool, cool. yeah I love that, you know, it's a photo that apparently he's kept in his wallet all these years, and now he yeah. has a place to put it. I thought that was just really great little touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's his mm-hmm. room. He, you know, it's in his, his place he's, uh, he, he's in now. And, you know, you know I'm sure I'm sure somewhere that, you know, we'll, we'll go back to that set. We built it, so hopefully hopefully we go back to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a great set, and I know everybody's been talking about it and, Thinking it's really cool that that the boys, after all this time, have their very own home base that's actually related to their family and their history. Yeah. So it's very cool. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, there. I had to mute the phone. My dog's barking. Ah. <laughs> cats, very tiny. Get crazy very. outside and make my dog bark. Okay. A very tiny hellhound. Very, very small. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bardic Voice on Twitter had an interesting question. Um, she wanted to know what direction you gave to Jensen and Jared for their big character speeches in the episode. Uh, I mean, a lot with, with Jared and Jensen is, I mean, they've been playing Sam and Dean for, you know, seven and a half years now. Um there's not very much you really have to give these guys in terms of, you know, there's probably little tweaks of, you know, where the episode's going to take them and what's going to happen and, you know, just to remind them of little things like that. But really when it comes down to them, it's unless unless they have a question about it or they don't like a piece of dialogue, there's really not much direction to give them. Um, they're such solid actors as it is. I mean, it's such a pleasure to deal with them because they they come in prepared and they're ready to go. Uh, and that that made being a first time director that made it so much uh, more pleasurable and you know better easier for me to actually you know sit in sit in that chair because it's it's a it's a stressful chair to sit in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, was there any scene that that uh, you, that didn't make it into the final episode that you're kind of like oh oh darn we lost that I really liked that or. No, no, actually, I mean, um, the my cut to the final cut didn't really change very much. 
I mean, they 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 trim some they they trim some stuff because I'm to fit it the air version. But no, I mean, pretty much what I did is is there. Oh, well, that's cool. I mean, because we because we, we weren't really we weren't in terms of time wise weren't really long, so um, mm-hmm. uh, it was basically just the trimming things here and there, which is good. Mhm. How is it working with Garth's boat? As a as a set, that... oh, the the houseboat is a set. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually not. It's it, it's pretty easy to work in because it's. I mean, it's wide and it's open. Um, it's not really. We we, we can pull walls. So, and all the walls kind of pull, so you can actually get those the shots looking through when he was uh, looking at the when he was looking his when his close ups looking at the, his wall of the figuring out the tablet cooking. Um, that's all basically uh, easy to do. Uh, it's actually pretty pretty user friendly set to be to be in, uh, and it, and I'm glad we 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 built it because we'll be there a few times. Bardic um, Voice on Twitter also wanted to know if you could talk to us about the post production and editing process for the episode. Um, sure, that was I mean for me that was one of the big new areas for me. I have never been part of post. Because once once we finish filming, I go right back into plan, you know, working on the next episode. So being a part of post, and I had I basically as a director I have four days to go produce my cut. So I I flew to L.A. Uh, and worked my my editor um, for about you know three and a half three and a half days, and uh, it was interesting to be able to be the one to say let's put this music here, let's do this, let's try and I, I need this close up here. Um, and it was it, it was the biggest learning curve for me because you know uh, to actually be in the minutia of producing the story a bit more that way it was it was the be- the biggest part that I had to learn and I'll I'll, I'll continue to learn it back because that's an area that as a first AD you don't really deal with very much it was and it was very fun it was fun to be able to go down and look at the footage after it's all been done with you know a, you not having the chaos of of a time schedule on set. To be able to um, you know look and, and analyze and basically you know, what, what's the best way of doing this? Was it um, as as a, being a first time director? I would you know I would guess that it would just be amazing finally seeing the episode on the air. You know, knowing that you directed it. You know, so we know that you had kind of like a little viewing party. Was if it was me, I'd just be sitting there like I can't believe. That's an episode that I directed is on the air. Was did you have that kind of feeling? No, I, I definitely had that feeling. And, and you know, we we had we had uh, you know we got a gathering of about forty people, uh, friends and you know and stuff too, and family to come watch it. Uh, but you know, to actually be on network TV uh, across North America was actually quite quite an interesting feeling. It was fun, and my wife did a great job of helping th- make it even more special by having, you know, the friends come over, having champagne and stuff. It was it was great. I mean, um, as a first-time director, it's, like, great to be able to say this is my first one, and thank God it turned out so well. Everybody liked it. <laughs> that was a oh. big relief off my back. Okay. You definitely did a great job, great job. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. With season nine, do you want to direct again? Want to have another episode? Pardon me. Um, for next season or even this season, um, will you be directing again, or do you want to 
direct another episode? And... No, I, I, I mean this season, no, because all the all the spots are all the everything's mm-hmm. taken up. So um, now there's a season nine. It's a matter of just asking, I guess. I mean, I don't, have, you know, we have to see how that goes. But uh, we'll be, you know, as you know, we just, we just got announced last week, so it's going you know, to go through my episodes there, and hopefully everybody likes it. I mean, you know. You know, it's, it's it's not really up to me. It's up to the people down in, in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but I would love, I, but, but I would love to do another. I do love to do more. It's fun. You know, now that I've done it once, it's fun. It's very addictive, actually. Got one under your belt. So you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Bardic Voice on Twitter also wanted to know if um, the song by Divinals, I Touch Myself, if that was in the script. Or was that a mus- musical selection that was made later? Uh, all the music was made later. Um, the the teaser and the song that was done and when they go to Ellie's room that was all put in later by the post guys. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. Ellie. No, no. I mean, um, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I don't really have. I mean, I. I could put I put some 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 music into it, and it's up to uh, film the guys and post uh, what songs finally actually make it in at the end. Okay. Was there any music playing when Ellie uh, Den, is it Danae Dana Garcia um, was she was sort of dancing a little bit, you know, at the end when Dean goes yeah yeah when she comes in yeah. Was there any music playing? Did she have or just sort of. Get a song in your head. No, there was, no, I no, I didn't. I didn't have any music. I didn't have any music in there. It was just uh, I had her just kind of like get a get a beat in her brain and mm-hmm. uh, go for it. And when you know when Dean came in to turn the, the radio off, my first AD said uh, off, so she knew it, it turned off. Oh, very interesting because it 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 looks like the divinals was playing on the on the boombox as she danced around. Yeah, perfect. Good job. Interesting song choice, too. Now, um, your time's almost up with us. Um, I did want to mention before you went, if you wanted to mention your um, Ride to Conquer Cancer, if you wanted to tell everybody about that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, this is our uh, fourth year, or actually our fifth year, I think it's fifth year now, I think, doing it. No, fourth year. Fourth year. It's our fourth year doing the Ride to Conquer Cancer. We started doing it uh, three years ago in Kim Miner's uh, honor, uh, or memory for because he, he passed away of lung cancer, and then as we started going through the whole thing, we we understand my, my, between my wife and I, uh, my aunt and uncle passed away of cancer, her aunt and uncle, my grandmother, and then we go through the, our world, our work friends, and it's like, well, we it's, we we do something to help, you know, do something for all these this this, this, this horrible disease, and you know, I like the bike ride, my wife. Is able to help volunteer to, so we have we do make it a little more team supernatural. Um, and for me to bike 220k in two days is nothing compared to what the fight people have to do to, to uh, you know battle cancer. And it, it's the one it's one small thing we can do to help you know, do this. So any support anybody has for us, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, one thing for all the fans, I got to let you let all the fans know. Last year. Um, we have we got an award from the BC Cancer Society for having the most donors. We had 205 people donate to the ride. Uh, we raised over $15,000 last year, and it was like, if it wasn't for the, the fans, 
I wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't have been anywhere near that. And it comes from, it doesn't come from people with a lot of money. It comes from people who have given us $10, $20, $25. And those, you know, 205 people who do that, we get 15000 mm-hmm. or more. And it's so thank you to all the fans who, who are so supportive of these, of these causes. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shout out to them and, and, and their generosity. So thank you for everybody. And if anybody wants to donate, we have the link. You can donate it right from our um, our website, winchesterbros.com. We've got the link right there on the page. Just click on the graphic that says Team Supernatural Ride to Conquer Cancer, and you can donate and help with Kevin's ride. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you are on Twitter, and uh, if our anybody listening isn't already following uh, you on Twitter, it's always great and interesting and informative to follow Crew, a supernatural crew on Twitter. So you are at S, like in super, and like in natural, Kevin and Jill, and the and is spelled out A N D. So it's S N Kevin and Jill. That's Twitter. Yes. And, and again, if you know, um, we can talk about doing another, another one of these later on toward the end of the season. And also, but you know, if any of the fans want me at conventions, send them to creation. Tell them to you know bug them. We gotta get Parksopedia to the convention, so we need to let creation know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for Ke- Kevin for coming on our show. It's we've had such a great time talking with you. Yeah. Yes. I've had a, I've had I've had a good time. This is fun. So if you again, we if we want to do another one later on after the season's over, we can we can mm-hmm. we can talk about doing that too. Definitely, great. we definitely get in touch with you for that. We would love to. Thank you very okay, much perfect. for being on. Kevin right. enjoyed it so much. Any last words? Um, no, just uh, again, thanks to all the fans for for watching us. Thank you. If we didn't have you guys out there, we wouldn't have nine seasons. So thank you. Thank you, and congratulations, thanks, Kevin. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye, bye, Kevin. Bye, bye, Kevin. Bye. Thank you. Now, to everyone listening, um, Kevin is leaving us, but um, Susan and I will continue to talk about the episode, so don't leave us. Stay on and listen. Yeah, don't go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave us because this this episode was huge. Again. Oh, my God. This is such a good episode. Yeah, it was amazing, and it's like the third huge episode in a row. (laughs) Really? Really? And if you're listening and you want to call in and talk with us, have a question or a comment, um, Susan, you want to give them the call-in number? I do. The guest call-in number is 347-205-9801. And we don't ordinarily take uh, call-ins while we have a guest. I'm sorry, I did not mention this time, I don't think. And we did have one call, and I'm, I'm very sorry um, that we couldn't get to you, but if you're still listening, uh, give us a call back if you just wanted to ask a question or talk about the episode a little bit. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> um, I have to also, say, I have, I, I've just got to, I've got to get this out. Remember last week when our, you know, I said my wish was for now that we have the bunker was them to uh-huh. show a scene with getting up in the morning and Sam, and Dean's fixing breakfast in the kitchen for Sam. Uh-huh. And then we we get that scene this week of Dean fixing lunch for Sam. I was like, oh my god, they knew exactly what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was kind of 
weird, wasn't it? It was like we had. I know. It, you know <laughs> we talked about it, and and um, um, it was just just great. I was like, I remember I was watching it, and I went, "Oh my god!" And I said, "Well, it's not breakfast, but it's close enough." <laughs> Pretty darn <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to have to wait a while to see if my wish uh, comes true because I wish for a Christmas tree. <laughs> we have a long way yeah. to go to see if I get a lot. Christmas tree. <laughs> You've got a way to wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I yes I do. Um, also, uh, just the fact that Dean can cook. I mean, that's been a a huge thing for years in supernatural fandom and fanfic that everybody just thought because. You know, he, uh, that he was probably the one who cooked or was able to cook because Dad would be out hunting and he was probably cooking for Sam and himself. So Sam seemed pretty surprised that Dean could cook. So I don't know, maybe cooking actually came later. Maybe it came while he was with Lisa for a year, but he obviously got a knack for it. So maybe, maybe little Sam just remember food showing up and didn't really think about who cooked it, Dad or, or Dean, but I thought how how cool to actually have something that was that's been such a big thing in fan fandom for so long to be true. And it was apparently such a good hamburger that Sam, who we've only ever seen eat salad, right. loved it so much that he went back and got it to take it with him. So yeah. <laughs> that scene was adorable because because Dean picks up his plate and burger and walks off with it, and, and Sam leaves, and then like, wait a minute, I am not leaving that burger behind. And he turns around, <laughs> picks up, and then I love him jogging after Dean because you know he doesn't want to yeah. hold him up. I thought it was great too. Um, uh, speaking of Collins, we have a Collins. Shall we? Oh yay! Say hello. <laughs> sure. Give me one second here. Um, Hello, caller. You're on Manchester Radio. How are you? Hi. How are you? Hi. Good. Hi. My name is Paulette, and I am at FMA Black Belt on Twitter. I just wanted to say that I really appreciate what you ladies do. And um, as far as Kevin was talking about contacting creation for getting him, you know, to a con, I have been tweeting them daily and emailing them about getting Jim Michaels to Toronto Con, and they have yet to uh, respond to me. But I just really wanted to thank you guys because when I send a tweet to you all asking you to retweet for uh, getting him to Toronto Con, you guys always uh, do the retweets for me. So I just want to tell you what an amazing job you're doing. You know, you don't have to do this, but you do, and you do it so well, and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Much. Oh, you're thank welcome. Thank you very much. Oh, you're and welcome. I, it's so nice to get a voice with your tweet. I always see your tweets, so it's nice to you know get to match a voice with the Twitter name. Okay, Ooh. thank you. <laughs> okay, and thank you so much. I really enjoyed listening to your broadcast. I really enjoyed your interview with Kevin. And, uh, again, I appreciate what you do. And don't let anybody, you know, try to bully you into – um, you know, changing what you're mm. doing. Okay. Oh. So that's well, all I wanted you. to say. Okay. Thank, thank you, Paula. We, okay, we appreciate bye-bye. it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's that cool. very sweet. Yeah. Wow. I, see, I see her tweets a lot coming through to us, so it's very nice to be able to talk to the person for a change. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, and thank you. Thank you, Paulette. Um, well, hopefully her tweets will work and Kevin will get to a convention because, you know. Yeah, and I, I really hope she can get Jim Michaels to the Toronto Con. I hope that works out mm-hmm. for her because she's been trying really hard. Okay, so back to the episode. Um Oh, well, speaking of sort of domestic things, we talked about it a little bit when Kevin uh, was just on, but Dean Dean has a bedroom. Dean has a room of his very own. And he went out and bought a Led Zeppelin album for his record player. How cute is that? (laughs) I wonder if he's had it all this time. It was in the paper bag like he had just bought it, so I wasn't sure. I know. I thought I saw plastic, but he could have, of course, bought it in a bag in plastic because it's probably mm-hmm. a, a collector's thing. But yeah, that's so fun. And and of course, you know, uh, only Dean would like consider wall decor, the perfect wall decor to be his weapon collection. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was worried though. Okay, so, you know, what about the, you know, he doesn't have his weapons all of them now in the Impala. So what if he's, they're out on a hunt and they need a gun that he's got hanging on his wall in his room? <laughs> I know. Be like, damn! <laughs> I left my I left my uh, uh, sawed-off shotgun pistol grip back in my room. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless he's got enough to like keep in the trunk. Maybe the trunk's been too crowded. It's like, oh great, now I can kind of rotate things around or something. I have no idea. Are these weapons that he's like? Like trophies he's taken from monsters or cases, maybe? One of them? Hmm, could Possibly. be. Yeah, I, did I see the purgatory weapon? I thought I saw it. it could, ah, I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah, and then um, some of the some of the things in there were either already there or maybe he found them around and moved them into his room, like the lamps and just like an old stapler. They're all very vintage. And that's a... A very beautiful um, headboard, whole bed set. Oh but, yeah. But Dean talks about it having memory foam. It remembers him, which is so cute. <laughs> and I, but thought, I, that, think my, I, I think my great grandma had a bedroom set just like that one. It was beautiful, and um, um, but that sounds like a new mattress to me. So, yeah. I was wondering, did he go out and buy one? You know, <laughs> did he have it delivered? And <laughs> you don't want he didn't like, have to go showing up at your door in your back cave. You know, <laughs> they didn't have memory foam. You know, back in 1958. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a new one. So, and I don't, you know, I didn't know whether to be sad or what. But he's got like one lonely pillow. Like, <laughs> come on. And that bed is made, you could, like, bounce a quarter on it. And I know some fans talked about, Dad probably taught him how to make that bed from the military, you know, being rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and and it's made, you know. But he's, I, he needs more pillows. I'm sorry. All right. Nothing makes a bed more than having a ton of pillows. Yes. You know, you could really see, you know, there's a chair. And I thought it was very funny that Sam... Drew, Drew gum wrapper on the floor. <laughs> <What a laughs> Steve was like, hey. Steve was like, hey, whoa, no. <laughs> and it's, it's such a bratty little brother thing to do, you know. I thought it was so funny. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, we have another caller, so should we, should we say hello? <laughs> sure. Hello. 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 Hello.
sure. It's up here. Okay. Uh, caller, I'm about to put you on the air. Uh, hello, Winchester Radio. Hello. You're on. Hi, you're on the Hi. air. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that was uh, the purgatory weapon on the wall there. Oh. It definitely oh, was. Oh, <laughs> uh, cool. So I, I just fast-forwarded to the scene. I was going to try and see if I could spot it there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. And, um, yeah, he won't have that in the trunk anymore, so he'll have to take that on purpose when he's um, out hunting. So right. I have to think about what he want, what he needs to take with him mm-hmm. because he had the sawed-off shotgun and the purgatory weapon up there and um, lots of other weapons that he has has normally had in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It had me worried. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to really think about before they leave what he's going to take with him. So mm-hmm. right. the planning, yeah. Yep, she's right. I just saw the purgatory weapon on the wall there. Yep. Yeah. Um, Well, that's why I was thinking maybe a lot of them are like weapons they've taken from cases. Yeah. You know, trophies or just acquired weapons and, you know, they've taken away and then just run out with them. So it's, you know, it's probably a little bit of everything up there and maybe he rotates around. Right, he must have so many at this point. How many does oh, he yeah. need in the trunk, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it, like, oh, God, he's 30, so 20 years of hunting? God, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a, right. That's a lot of I wondering, um, are you uh, planning to go to the Vegas Con? I am going. All right. That's great. So uh, that'll be, be fun. There? Yes, I will. I'm oh, um, very cool. Yep, Cat SPN, and I'll be there. Um, having a great time. Um, so you, I will be rubbing in. <laughs> Sorry, Susan. <laughs> yeah, well, like I just I I demand lots of pictures and stories. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you yeah. know it now. I will be tweeting a lot from there with our Winchester Bros account, so. Yep, yeah. they'll be tweeting. Yep, they will be tweeting and um, Facebooking and all kinds of things. <laughs> Good. to be a fun time. I like Vegas. I like Vegas. I've been to Vegas actually several times, never for a super Oh, wow. But I have been to Vegas several times, and there's there's plenty to keep everybody busy and get you in trouble mm-hmm. if you're not careful. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, we'll try not to get in too much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice they've got um, the Sunday night cocktail party, too, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't buy a ticket to that. I won't be going to that, so you'll have to let us know about that one. Okay. All right. I will, definitely. Are you going to um, the Saturday night one? or? No, I'm not gold. I'm just silver. Yeah, so. not gold. Oh, all right. <laughs> Well, I was lucky I got a couple of gold tickets, so. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, well, thank you very much. I do appreciate you having this this radio pod, and it's awesome to have the guests that you get to to get all this great information that we wouldn't normally Mm -hmm. have. 
thank you very much, and thank you so much for listening and calling in. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, great. Well, I'll see some of you, one of you in Vegas. <laughs> That's right? right. I'll be there. Okay. You'll have to be looking for me. <laughs> All right, I will. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Now, there was something I wanted to mention. I am uh-huh. really worried about Kevin. Yes. No one no one mentioned that he happened he thinks he's had a little stroke. <laughs> yes. It's like when he said that and I think I had a small stroke. I'm like, Oh <laughs> I I know and I, you know, he's taking all this um all the skills he had when he was in school and then he's putting them all on this and he was, you know, an extremely dedicated student who probably studied pretty much the same way he's doing this, you know, probably not a whole lot of sleep and mm-hmm. if it wasn't for his mother, he probably wouldn't have been eating or anything like that. And somebody mentioned that Kevin was vegan and now he's eating hot dogs. And uh Osric did see that they were tofu hot dogs. Oh, hot dogs. Oh, good. <laughs> very good. Um, but yes, but, I'm, I'm very worried at, worried about him. I I hope he survives this. Uh, I do too. That's, it's really got me worried. You know, if just you know deciphering half of the tablet is doing this to him, can you imagine? You know, the toll he would go through if he had the whole tablet. I know, and there's more than one tablet. So exactly right. Yes. Um, we have another caller. Um, we're getting we're getting a bunch tonight. I, I hate to make Yay. you wait. So, um, <laughs> yes, caller, I'm about to put you on the air. Give me one second. Uh, hello, Winchester Radio. Caller. Well, hello oh. there. This is Bardic Voice. Hi. Oh, Mary. Hey. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist the temptation, so I thought this time I would actually call in. Oh, what a treat! Good for you. So, did you yeah. have a comment or a question about us? Well, actually, it it was uh, this for me was a really, really spectacular episode in a lot of ways, but it also made me think a lot about where the show would be going and where, for example, um, I will will confess that I suspect the brothers are not going to be able to close the gates of hell. Um, So this, this, I think, particular episode opened an awful lot of very interesting avenues that may not have entirely positive consequences. <laughs> I you think I would have, it's never worked I out well for them. I would agree with you that I really don't see them being successful in closing the gates of hell because what would supernatural be without demons? I mean, you know, so. Well, I, I, I have a thought on that because I actually did think about that. And I said, I thought to myself, um, it, maybe it's something where closing the gates opens the back door. You know how how sometimes with a like a like a computer program, you know you you build in a back door to even your most secure um, programs. And 
what if they close the gates to hell, but it opens the back door, <laughs> sort of? And that <laughs> well, unleashes I, I will... like a whole other kind of kind of thing, you know? I mean, because you're right, because they can't close the gates of hell, that would give Sam and Dean nothing to do, and the next season nine would be, you know, like, I don't know, uh, Dean, Dean getting a job in a diner and Sam, you know, going back to school and we'd have to watch that for 23 episodes. It wouldn't actually be a terrible thing, but it's supernatural. So I, I wonder. And now well, one of my nine, things has been ever since the tablet was broken, I think, I think a large part of the reason for Kevin having such difficulty in deciphering the angel ta- uh, the devil tablet sorry is that it's broken mm-hmm. and i would suspect that perhaps the way the tablet is designed is an encoded form the same way that you would break information going across the internet into individual packets so it's not actually a linear tablet it's that literally half the information is mm-hmm. encoded in each part of it. And what Kevin is trying to interpret is inherently incomplete information. So even what he's managed to decipher and what he's provided to the brothers in terms of what's going to be required to be able to close the gates of hell is actually incomplete. That completely makes sense. Totally makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 betting on that one. <laughs> and yeah. I yeah. I could totally see that being correct. And like I saw somebody I don't know who it was, I saw somebody tweet or mention it some the other day that he's only got half the tablet. How does he know mm-hmm. it's only three trials? It could be 33 right. trials. It could be 303 trials. You know, he doesn't have the whole yeah. information. Yeah. So there yeah. was a whole lot of fields that had to be opened, and Willis was trying to raise Lucifer. So, and I, it also makes me think a little bit about Raiders of the Lost Ark when the Nazis thought they had the correct, you know, directions in the map room, but it turns out it was this many but then you had to turn the medallion over and take away three, so they were all digging in the wrong place. I wonder, you know, is there something missing in the pieces of the tablet? Or just, you know, I'm I'm pretty much betting that the broken tablet is going to have a dramatic effect on the extent to which. Kevin's ability to actually translate will translate for the brothers into an actual way to try and close the gates to hell. So I'm suspecting that this is not entirely going to get the bros to where they need to be. But at the Mm. same time, I am extremely pleased to see the difference between the brothers as reflected in this episode cast in terms of their view of what it is they're trying to do. So Dean seeing it only from the perspective of, hello, this is another suicide mission along the lines of all the ones 
we've been tasked with before, and Sam seeing it quite differently as I want to see us achieve a place where we can stop and yet at the same time to say I want you and me both to be able to survive this. I see a light at the end of the tunnel and I want you to see it with me. I love that line so much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can take you to it. It's just gorgeous. Yes. I listen to that little little speech by Sam over and over and over again. I just words, hope that in the, the in the course of things time. as as they go forward, I really, really hope that Sam will not hide from Dean the toll that this effort is taking on him. Because I fully expect I mean, we, we what we saw what we saw in the visual effect of Sam speaking the spell in, in Enochian and then having something actually infiltrate his body kind of the way Benny's soul got added into Dean. Ooh, we saw the is, effect mm-hmm. on yeah. Dean of... I didn't of, think about that, but that was very similar. It's mm-hmm. very similar. And and we saw in Dean the pain that it caused him to be carrying something extra. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see, as the brothers gradually go through this, I wouldn't be surprised to see the second sequence eventually adding to whatever burden Sam is currently carrying, the third sequence adding to whatever Sam is carrying, so that he's going to be carrying something that's not native to himself. The same way that Dean was carrying something not native to him when he had Benny's soul, mm-hmm. you know, inside um, himself. There is, there is, I, and it's a spoiler. There's a little bit more information out there. I, I don't. I don't, I don't usually do spoilers. So. What's that? <laughs> I'll, I'll close my ears. Don't say. Don't. don't no, no. I, I, I wouldn't do that. And uh, we might talk about it, but we would give quite a bit of warning, so anybody could could you know block their ears, and and I, that's all I'll say about it then. But if, if anybody wants to carry on, they can. There is out there, <laughs> and it's not a whole lot. <laughs> it's really not a whole lot, but but it is definitely a little, probably more information than than you'd want. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> cool, but um, I, I hope that I hope that Sam stays open with Dean about what he's experiencing, because I don't well, think I don't think Dean necessarily saw what we saw. No. And no, well, Sam looked like he was bending over his arm, so you couldn't really see what was going on. I could Dean was worried, but he couldn't see exactly what was going on. But I didn't uh, think about at the time Benny, and I think that's a that's a really cool angle for this. So yeah. it is very similar. And Kevin talked about um, um, tonight. Just talked about that with with all three of the trials that it's. He said something is like preparing Sam. Didn't he back? He said probably preparing Sam's body actually to finish yeah, the trial. Yeah, 
That, yeah. well, when, you, when you think about it, it's not that different from Sam drinking demon blood to up the power level. Mm. True. This it's like, true. What, are, what are you looking at in terms of a person who would have to confront each of these tasks and yet at the same time take from each task an increase in power in order to be able to accomplish the end? And I'm thinking we may not get the last trial till you know maybe even the season finale. Mhm. Oh yeah. Mhm. And and at that point it may not be the last trial, depending on how much yeah. of Kevin's translation is actually being complete. And even if it is the last trial, I I really suspect that we're going to hit a point where the brothers can't actually complete this. And then the question becomes, what happens when you go this far and you can't complete it? Mm. Um, There's also a monkey wrench named Naomi out there. Oh, and another one named Crowley. (laughs) Very true. Another one named Crowley. (laughs) So... Crowley the Traveling Salesman. <laughs> that was hilarious, by the yeah. way. I, I love seeing them all sitting around. Crow, Crow, Crowley. That was so yeah. funny. <laughs> and the look of horror building on on Sam's face as he realized yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I forgot to ask Kevin about that whole scene of trying to get to Everybody's saying Crowley at basically the same time. <laughs> that that must hilarious. have been a lot of fun on the day. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And um, I uh, I got a kick out of uh, it. Well, Tamara Brown's character, Cindy, I think, one of the uh-huh. daughters, calling Sam Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> she said, no, keep it coming, Kendall, you know. She was just great. <laughs> She was on General Hospital, wasn't she? Yes, she was the second Carly, and she was wonderful. And she had some huge uh, shoes to fill, and she did an amazing job. And then she uh, um, went on to also a couple other soaps, Days of Our Lives and All My Children, and um, did amazing work there, too. I was thinking I remembered her from Days of Our Lives, yeah. Mm Because I used to watch Days. Yes. Yeah, I saw her at General Hospital. She was great she could do humor and drama and everything so yeah I, I I think probably my favorite comedy line in the whole episode was when um Ellie is talking about her um Cindy's albums and the song don't pee on the tree happy arbor day <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah very funny Talk, talk yeah. about a level D celebrity, yeah. <laughs> yes, in the album of um, a Christmas album with barking dogs. For dogs, yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, was very appropriate in an episode with Hellhounds. Yes. This is yes, true. Please. Hey, maybe they mm-hmm. should have played some of our music for the Hellhounds. Maybe it would have calmed them down a little bit. <laughs> or made them crazier. <laughs> oh, or that, right? <laughs> Now, now speaking of hellhounds, um, I meant to ask Kevin, but I don't even know if he should be, because it's not 
really a, a yes or no question or whatever, but and it's happened before when there's been another episode with a hellhound. <laughs> Dean was killed by hellhounds, and and Sam saw it, and they don't bring that up when when in subsequent hellhound episodes. I mean, that's a very traumatic thing, and if you're if you're it's very basic, but if you're bitten by a dog, you are dog shy for a while, even if you are actually a dog person and like animals and everything, you still kind of jump. And and those and that's a major dog. <laughs> you know, I always see a little why bit of that. Say anything. Now, well, I you know tell me because I, think I, we, I saw, we saw a bit of it, I think, in the reactions when Dean was saying, you know, hey, that's great and Sam looked at him and said, What? Mm. See, okay. I mean, there, there, there was that little bit of hesitation, and I think what in the performance from Jensen as Dean in the very beginning when he started talking about hellhounds with uh, with Kevin, mm-hmm. there yeah. was that bit of excess bravado about you know, hey, yeah, this is great. I have no problems with mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, often Clifford yeah. the big dead dog. And, Which yeah. is a great line, Clifford. Yeah, and then letting Caldon take him away. So. Yeah, but so it, the, the, there was a there was a little hint of it still there, but we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't see a lot from uh, from from Dean until the point where he actually got clawed by the hellhound and mm. lost the glasses, couldn't see it anymore, had no weapon, and knew that once again he was going to be puppy chow. Yeah. Um, and there yeah. you saw the fear. There you saw mm. the fear. Yeah, did see it, but it's—I I don't know. I would have liked a little smidge more. And I—I and I, I don't like being hit over the head with things, you know, in, in any episode on any TV show. But I could have used it just a bit more. And I'm certainly—I don't think Dean would have fallen apart because that—that's not the way. He's been through too much, and he's very well known for handling things. But you know, but that's such a that's a very minor quibble on this episode for me because there were so many wonderful parts to it. Um <laughs> he's also one of the other fun things was Dean has also been pushed on the hellhound fear before. We saw it happen mm-hmm. in uh in Family Fair mm-hmm. and we saw it happen in Yellow Fever with the <laughs> With the running from the Yorkie, Yorkie of all things. <laughs> so I mean, he's he's had ex- he's had chances to be exposed again, and also in uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. So mm-hmm. he's, and he's been he's and been the episode where um, and the episode where Joe and Ellen died. I can't think of the name right off the off the hand. Hellhounds mm. chased them down the street in that one. Yes, that's that's one. Yeah, I yeah, abandon yeah. all hope. Uh, yeah, so so all of those all of those things he's had the chance to revisit and and put into context the reaction to the hellhounds. So it's not that he doesn't remember being a hellhound's chew toy. Hmm. So he's had the chance to acquire some perspective since then, and also to deal with having had to face hellhounds in the interim. So I, I think I think the 
the difference in approach between now and, for example, seeing the expression on his face in Abandon All Hope when he knew that there were hellhounds there? Major difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I never thought he forgot. I I was saying it was not shown. You'd have liked to have seen more in the episode. Yeah, it's like I don't think Dean forgot that it's like it was just not something covered by script or the writer. Um, and again, I said I don't need it. I don't need Anvil's. And I don't need him to be traumatized because I don't believe Dean would be that way. But, and I do see the things that you've you've mentioned, so it's it's there. But I would have, I don't know, would have liked this little a little smidge more. But I, you know, it's okay. It's good that it's a very. I think, I think we can all look forward to watching this episode again. This is true. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's there's plenty to see in it. Well, I'm probably taking up the phone with other folks uh, likely wanting to join in. So, Oh, we are so glad you called in. You always have such great comments and questions. Mm-hmm. Excellent to get to talk to you. And I don't think I've talked to you in person since a few cons ago. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's been a while. I'm, I'm doing two cons this year, so I'll be, at, uh, I'll be at New Jersey, and I should be at BandCon. So... Well, hopefully I will get to VanCon this year, so hopefully I'll get to see you then. Mm-hmm. That will be fun. I um I go to Chicago, so I don't know if you've ever been to a Chicago Con or whatever. I haven't. That's, my That's a good one. That's the first one. Well, unless uh, unless things like seriously take off on the voiceover front, and I suddenly have unprecedented income. I probably won't be doing Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have the same reason for not doing Vancouver. <laughs> it's like, well, it's a Colorado, you know, something. We, we, can all, we can all hope, but, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a difference between hope and reality, as we all know. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is true. This is true. <laughs> oh, well. Well, it's nice to meet you over the phone, anyway. <laughs> Indeed, and glad to be a part of the discussion on the most recent episode. So this has been great fun. Enjoy, ladies. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for calling, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. I love talking with Mary. She's great. Yeah. Always so thoughtful. Lots to say. Always speeches great questions for guests. Yes. Um, Speaking of of quibbles about the episode, I almost had a second major quibble, (laughs) but it was saved later in the episode. The entire uh, speech by Dean saying, you know, know, I'm a grunt, Sam. You know, I I don't, you know, I'm uh, going to die at the end of this. You know, that, that whole speech. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worth any more on that. And um, somebody uh, else I noticed on, on Twitter or somewhere, I read, sorry, um, that uh, it goes along with a little bit of Henry reinforcing it at first by saying, oh, hunters, hunters are eight, you know, and kind of 
we've we've been used to thinking and seeing hunters as like something very special, but now we right. know they weren't quite as high up um, in hierarchies than we thought. But I, I mean, I think they should be. You know, try try doing this without them. <laughs> you know, right, so, right. You know, but anyway, Dean, you know, went on and on, and I was like, Dean, I could just scream. Stop it! You know, I've, I've I've heard that, and not just seeing it's like you know the show. It's like thanks, you guys. You know, I've heard this thing. Keep saying this. You know, surely, surely he can get past this because he's you know so so not that person. And um, I I I <laughs> I wanted to do. Um, you saw the Avengers, right? Uh huh. Right. Sure everybody did. And you know, uh, Hawkeye is been possessed by Loki and sorry uh, Avengers spoilers if you're like the last person in the planet Earth to not see the Avengers <laughs> but, or read the comics or whatever but uh, um, Loki has possession of Hawkeye for most of the movie and then there's a big fight eventually between uh, Hawkeye and Clint and Natasha and um, she helps him get to it and he's gone and the possession is gone and he's asking her, he's, well, how, how did you fix me? And she called it cognitive recalibration and he gives her this puzzled look and she said, I hit you really hard in the head and that's what I wanted to do with me, cognitive recalibration. I just want to pick him up and drop him on his head and say, knock that stuff out of you. But then Sam did it much better and much nicer than I ever was going to. <laughs> but that's absolutely... <laughs> gorgeous speech at the end and I remember just being so upset about seeing it and then later on obviously of course so was Sam and there's Sam speaking for everybody and telling you you know you're not a grunt you're a genius you're the best country I've ever seen you know better than me better than dad and just that whole thing was, was beautiful and I have to tip my hat to Andrew Jab, the writer for this episode who wrote some amazing dialogue and that is really, really great. I confess to not being a huge fan of Stab Lost one at the very beginning when they first started. I'm not a big fan of Yellow Fever, but they have I love made me Yellow a believer. Fever. Ah, love Yellow Fever. Love, love, love Yellow Fever. <laughs> I have to, well, there's parts of it that I really, I do like, but there's parts of it that, that make me a little bit crazy. And um, But, yeah. I love have, every single thing about Yellow Fever. <laughs> Okay, it's just going to be our swan song. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh golly! <laughs> but I, but you know, they have—they've um, really. I mean, they've just gotten better and better and better and better and better. I mean, to be just amazing supernatural writers for drama and character, along with the humor and everything else, him and Dan Laughlin, and they've. They seem to be writing their episodes part these days, and uh, it's doing great. So, but yeah, that was some really beautiful dialogue from Sam and I, and even and then even in, in the middle of it, Dean was still like shaking his head and disagreeing. But I really hope by the end, um, it got through. Sam got through to it, you know. Right. I really hope so. I really hope so. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, when you've spent years feeling that way, it's really hard to get out of it. But I hope so. I hope he remembers that. I hope Sam keeps reminding him. So, 
My husband watched this episode with me, and it's the first Supernatural episode he's watched with me in a while, watched the whole entire thing. And what is so funny is the big emotional scenes where Dean's talking to Sam, and then later on when Sam's talking to Dean, which are, you know, fandom's favorite parts. Oh, my husband hated those. He was like, that would be a great episode if it didn't have to get them being all emotional and girly, you know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it would have been really good if not for those. I'm like, yeah, I can tell you're not a part of Supernatural fandom. You don't get it. <laughs> oh, no, it's like, you know, not all, of course, but a vast majority of um Supernatural fans, that's what they live for, you know, those, <laughs> right. those moments, like, yes. you know, we, we we love them. I was like, yeah, you um, don't get it at all, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he likes the monster stuff and the fights and the blood and the yeah. weapons and all that other he, he oh, likes the, it's, it's the same way with him with X-Files. He likes the Monsters of the Week episodes and mm-hmm. not, not the, you know, arc, you know, not the story arcs, not the mythology. And he was the same way with X-Files. And so, yeah, he just likes, you know, killing and going on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's not alone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I guess you'll keep him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's pretty handy to keep around, you know. I'll, I'll let him stay. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, so what else about this episode? Did the family, the Cassidy family, remind you of the Ewings? Ah, <laughs> uh, they did in a way. They did. <laughs> and um, you know, Dean even called him Jr. there once, so mm-hmm. that was funny. But I, I wonder, you know, did they film this before or after Larry Hagman died? Was what I was wondering. But, you know, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Have to dig into it to find out. Um, uh, and here's my little um, shallow comment for the, for the evening. Uh, although it may not actually be shallow, it's kind of storyline related, I guess. I don't know. Sam, for the last few episodes this season, for uh, has maybe even for the majority of the season, has been showing more facial hair than he ever has. Mm. And, you know, Sam used to be the one that was, like, shaved completely clean, and Dean always had mm-hmm. a pasetto. But Sam has been really scruffy, you mm-hmm. know, lately. So I'm wondering, I like it. Yeah. I'm just wondering what the, you know, change is, why they're letting Sam be scruffy. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was only in the length of us, episodes since we've had the bunker, I would say he's so occupied with with researching and looking through all the artifacts and everything. Um, he's just he just forgets to shave every you know, every day. But I if it was before that I I can't I'll have to what a good reason to go back and watch some of the earlier episodes to find out when he stopped shaving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's important. And and again, if you know, Michelle, we have to do the do the weekly hair check. And yes, Sam, right, so right. long and still long and still beautiful <laughs> and, <laughs> and floating in the wind. And 
<laughs> even in it. even in that last scene when he's wearing that T-shirt covered in hellhound blood, his hair was absolutely perfect. <laughs> yes, it was gorgeous. And another shallow moment: uh, the guys in glasses. Yes, how long? Oh, Which was we have been wanting to see the guys in glasses since first episode, I think, ever. So it was yeah. great film in the glasses. Mm-hmm. And There's a Tumblr account called Hip Chesters. I don't know if you've seen and I tweeted it with our account the other day. It's I did hilarious. Too, yeah. <laughs> it is where the, the hipster version of the Winchester is so funny. <laughs> so if you haven't if you're listening and you haven't seen it, go uh I don't know how Tumblrs do accounts. I'm not on Tumblr. Hip Chester's Tumblr account. It's very funny. It is hilarious. I love those classes. Um, so we talked about Dean cooking. That was fun. I, I liked Dean's expression when Sam was about to bite into the burger and he was all like, Watching him and going, he's right. going to just know he's gonna. Well, I thought it was very cute, and then Dean just Sam just kind of looks at him like, "What is up with you and cooking?" And Dean says, "I'm nesting," which is a very funny comment. <laughs> and I wonder, it's a little bit of fun because Jensen and Danielle, of course, are going to have a baby, so he is kind mm-hmm. of nesting. Right, right. <laughs> that was fun. Um, let me see. There's something that popped in my head there, and then it just whoop, just flew right back out. Something I was going to mention mm-hmm. that's on. Hate when that happens. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. There's there's more about this. Oh, and speaking of Sam's reactions, I liked him looking around Dean's bedroom and yeah. um, seeing like Dean has a room, and he just kind of smiles and he sees the picture of Dean and Mom and. It was a it was a nice moment where he's like you know my my you know my big brother has a bed has his own room <laughs> and I'm yeah, happy he, for him. He, it's like mm-hmm. when he saw the picture there, he kind of got it, you know, and I yeah. like that. Yeah. I I I do have to say probably one of my most favorite moments of Jared acting because it was perfect, absolutely perfect when he threw the gum wrapper and it didn't go in the in the garbage mm-hmm. can and. De- Dean's like telling him, hey, you know, so Sam mm-hmm. puts up hands, you know, like, okay, okay, and that look yeah. on his face, you know, is so <laughs> perfect. I just loved it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, like I said, Brad, your little brother, <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's usually so many awful things going on, and they can just be that way. It's, it's great. Um, I am. I am loving the whole Men of Letters bunker and mm-hmm. the whole me- the Men of Letters story. And I think these trials are really going to bring some great mm-hmm. stories. And I'm just love, love, loving this season so much. I, I mean, I enjoyed the first part of the season very much. But this lab, the, the, the back half, the back nine, mm-hmm. whatever they call it, has been in, incredible. I mean, I... For the first time in a couple of seasons, I'm like just dying for like the next episode and what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. And, and I'm so looking forward to the. I'm looking forward to seeing the end of the season, but then I'm probably just going to be so freaked out and distraught and anxious. I'll be like, <laughs> ah, I don't think I'm going to be able to survive the summer. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, 
I I hope I remember. Um, I want to some other acting, and this is um, serious acting because it's so easy to take like emotional dialogue and get too sappy or too sentimental. And I think both Jensen and Jared do it really well. But I loved Jared's little speech to me so much. And um, I, I just keep running it in my head in the way he is. It's not just the words, but it was it was Jared's delivery, you know. And um, when he tells me that, you know, he's going to do the trial and he, and he says, I'm going to do it. And, <laughs> and says, yeah, no, yeah. no. And I, I, I have to read some of it because I just love it so much. And he says, when Sam says, I see light at the end of this tunnel and I'm sorry you don't. I am, but it's there. And if you come with me, I can take you to it. And I love that so much. I, oh, I do too. I could marry it. I love it so much. Because it's, it, I mean, we've, there's been so many ups and downs between the brothers. And sometimes you're just not sure they care about one another anymore or love each other anymore. But if you were wondering, there it is. You know, it's this episode, you know. It's right there. And it kept reminding me of Sam's um, similar speech to Dean in Fresh Blood. And he says, you know, I just want my big brother right. back. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a couple callers on hold. We do. Too busy reading dialogue. Sorry. <laughs> no, you, that was great dialogue. So no sorries for that. <laughs> okay. okay, well, uh, this caller has been holding a little bit longer than the other one. So hang on. But here comes the first one. Hello. 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 Just a radio. I'm sorry about that. I was I was reading Sam dialogue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but so you know, I can, I can. Uh, there's like sea light at the end of the tunnel, and if you let me, I'll take you to it. I just love that. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. Um, I'm Turnell Jade, like mystification on Twitter. I didn't hear this point brought up, and it sort of goes back to the Hellhounds and Ellie, and um, there was something that happened with Dean's face. And somebody called it Hellhound Vision or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, what did you all make of that? Because well, I noticed how Dean kind of put his hand up like he realized what she must be seeing. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't just a thing where it was something she was totally, like it was all in her head. He kind of had an idea of what she was saying, and he shielded his face. And I just wondered what you all's take on that was. Well, he he kind of knew what she was seeing because the same thing happened to him when, you know, in No Rest for the Wicked when the hellhounds were after him and he woke up. Um, he was sitting there talking with Sam in front of the books and he saw Sam's face freak out and turn demonic mm-hmm. and all. So, mm-hmm. you know, he knew he mm-hmm. kind of knew what she was seeing, I think. So he was, like, kind trying to hide his face from her because he knew what he must be looking like to her, I think. Uh, and I expected it, but it freaked me out. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. I jumped. <laughs> yes. It was very, very freaky, very freaky. Now, 
what that reminds me. Thank you for reminding me. Um, I was actually before we realized she had she had made a deal. I actually sort of thought in some way she might be a crossroads team, and I was almost expecting her eyes to go red when she was alone with. Me she too. does. <laughs> she does look like you know the past crossroads demons we've seen. You know, dark hair, dark mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah, I mean, if, of course it made more sense for her to have made a deal. And several of them, everybody had made deals, but yeah, I thought of that briefly. Anyway. Thanks. Oh, thanks for calling. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for Bye. reminding us of that moment. Bye. Yeah, it's a good scene. Thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'll take our next caller. Hi, how are you doing? Hi. Good. I'm just calling in with a Sammy Scruff um, update. I just watched the first five episodes, and he is scruffed out. So he is totally scruffy from from the very first episode of this season. Oh, good to know. (laughs) Good to know. Yeah, he's got the um, the five o'clock shadow, maybe the nine o'clock shadow going on, and uh, from season, from episode one. So I just thought yeah. I'd let you guys know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Appreciate <okay>. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and hair is beautiful as always. Uh, oh yes. All right. Put your hair on television. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later. Hey. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Oh goodness. So now we know. By golly, they're right there when you need them. (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. But there's so much else going on. I'd forgotten about um, the cool scene with Ellie seeing Dean's, you know, hellhounds are closed, freaked out face, you know, your deal is about, oh, that scared me. (laughs) Yeah, and I love that that happened, you know, because in the very first episode we ever saw with hellhounds in, you know, Crossroad Blues, Mm -hmm. you know, we saw what the doctor, you know, she saw the motel guy's face freak out like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, so then they kept it going in No Rest for the Wicked when Sam, um, Dean saw Sam's face that way. So I like that they kept it going. You know, and this episode mm-hmm. had the same thing going. I really like that they did that. But it was so, I think, you know, they upped the creep factor on it, you know, because it was just way creepier than mm-hmm. the other ones. And another p- thought, part that I thought was interesting was Dean's hair was gray. <laughs> you know, when he was, yeah. when they had him with the demon thing, demon face going on, his hair was gray too. So like, well, we kind of see what Jensen's hair will look like when it turns gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, very very good scene. I remember what I was going to say. Yes. Um. I was worried about this episode um, for Vinny because she's afraid of horses. And so, um, you know, our other co-host, Vinny, for those listening. And so, but there weren't many horses in the episode, so I was like, oh, you know, she'll be able to make it through the episode because she's scared to death of horses. And I, 
if she was here, I'm guessing her favorite part of the um, episode would have been when Dean told the horse, I hate you. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's so afraid of horses. But I was, the whole time I was seeing that, I was thinking of Vinny. It's like, oh, I bet she likes that part. <laughs> oh. And the poor horse, actually, the horse looked a little bit like, Upset, like, like, aw, I can't help what it. What did I do? <laughs> you know, I hope I, I hope he realizes that you know it was only acting, and and you know Jensen doesn't actually hate horses. That's <laughs> 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 so goofy. And um, yeah, yeah, that was that was a good scene, though. It's just mm-hmm. a wonderful, wonderful episode. All. All the way around. Yes. Oh, do you have any quibbles with it? Because I have, as I said, I, I mentioned mine already. Do you have anything where anything I have, one, like, I have hmm. one, one little quibble, and it may not even be a quibble. Maybe you can ex- explain it to me, and it won't be a quibble. Mm-hmm. But um, when Dean's telling his whole reason why he wants to be the one to do the trials, and he says it's because... He wants Sam to live the regular life and grow old and bald and be chugging Viagra, you know, and all that stuff. It's like, but weren't you the one just a few episodes back who was really upset with Sam about wanting to have a real life with Amelia and wanting to go back to school? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. weren't you very upset about that? So that was the only quibble I had. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, since then, he did He did seem to have come around a, a little bit, you know. I mean, he was much more calm about telling Sam, um, go ahead, you know, go, you know, go, go ahead, go, need what you, go do what you need to do, go if you, it's like, it's like say or go, Sam. This is up to you, and you you do what you need to do. So he was he was starting to handle it better, I think. And that, that and that reminds me. Um, but but you're right because they seem to go back and forth on those things. Um, that also reminds me of a of a similar thing. You know, here's Dean saying, um, "We know how this ends. You know, it ends with one of us dead or worse, and and blah blah blah." But Dean has said a couple of times now, um, and he's saying he was worthless. Well, he's also said, I'm, I'm the best. And he said that more than once now to to someone who's, like, giving them an issue. Um, mm-hmm. And this episode was the second time we've seen Dean just run out of patience and pull his gun to convince somebody. We saw it in um, uh, LARP, LARP and the Real Girl, mm-hmm. and he's trying to convince him first. And this is the same thing it was... Um, uh, Mr. Cassidy, it was the same thing. He, he pulled his gun and he said, that's it. You know, and he said, oh, buddy, I'm the best. And then another episode, he said, we saw the apocalypse. And it's like, to outside people, he can he can say, you know, I'm the best or I can do that. And he kind of knows it. But the reality is he doesn't always feel that way or only when it comes to Sam. What do you think? Yeah. I think I think with I think with Sam is with Dean it's twofold. I think he does think he is the best hunter and the best killer and everything, but that's all he is. You know, he doesn't think he's good enough, mm-hmm. you know, for to have 
like a real life and to be able to spend mm-hmm. quality time with like a wife or a child or anything. I, mm-hmm. I think he does he does think he's the best fighter, the best killer, the best, you know, hunter there is, but when it comes to, you know, doing anything more than killing, he's mm-hmm. not worth it. Right. So that's all he is. He's like I'm a, I can I can acknowledge I'm a great hunter but I can't do anything else. Yeah, I don't exactly. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that works. So, again, you need some cognitive recalibration. <laughs> right. And it kind of reminds me of, um, remember, I am terrible with, not eight seasons now, I'm terrible with remembering titles anymore. The um, episode with the um, truth, the queen, um, the truth person, the queen of truth, um Mhm. Uh, I can't remember this episode name. Anyways, and they're at the end, um, you know, in the end scene, and she's got Sam and Dean tied up, and she's having mm-hmm. Dean tell the truth, and Dean says he's a killer. You know, that's he's mm-hmm. that's all he is. He's a killer, and mm-hmm. I think that's exactly it. That's all he thinks he is. Is he's just a killer. Mhm. Yeah, and he's a good one, but that's all he is. Um. So, and, you know, don't worry about episode titles. If you stop and think, we've got 160-some titles to remember. I know. It's like, you know, you used to be able to name them so good. But it's like now we have so many to remember. I am just terrible with Yeah. Veritas. Veritas was her name. Hey, I remembered that. Okay. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. Thank you. Yes, S.B. 10110. That was the name of it. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Let me see what else about this episode. Um, Carl is his name, right? Let's go back and look. The he did the deal to marry the daughter. Um, she had right. never noticed uh-huh. him before. It it reminded me of um, wishful thinking. Speaking of episode titles, wishful thinking, where uh-huh. it was sort of he just want he just wanted the girl to notice him. It just reminded me a little bit of that wish, and it's always right. sort of careful what you wish for. And it was kind of sad. She's like, you know, he's dead, and now I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just fine. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, the youngest sister is the one who apparently, you know, made the um, deal for everybody to be rich. Right. And so, you know, did Crowley not tell any of them what was going to happen to them? Because none of them. Yeah. No, and and I think Ellie knew. Yeah, Ellie knew, right? She just figured, oh, I go. She says I go to hell someday, but she had no idea that it was only ten years, and then you're out. You know, as a part of making a binding contract, I would think that Crowley and all of the other, you know, crossroad demons, they would have to tell them what the person's getting into. I was really surprised that none of them knew. Yeah. It gets a contract. You have to mm-hmm. know. I will at least. Well, it is Crowley. So maybe he just 
didn't feel like it. <laughs> you know. True. Cause, true. Yeah, because he was ten years ago. He would have been. He's the head. He was the head crossroads demon. Until he was he king of the crossroads. Yeah. He was king he of the was... crossroads. Mm-hmm. So, and Ellie, Ellie seemed to knew to know that something was coming after her, but she didn't really. How did she know? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she was asking. You know, she was what she knew it was her last night, so she wanted to. You know, Dean. The uh, she wanted to have sex with Dean and listen to good music and all that. But how did mm-hmm. she know it was her last night? Because she didn't know anything about. Mhm. So I was really confused right. about that. Yeah. Unless, unless she kind of thought she'd seen what happened to Carl and thought, hmm, you know, if it's starting for him, maybe something's going to happen to me too. Yeah, because she had seen Crowley kiss Margot. Mhm. Yeah. So it's possible she kind of just all of a sudden suspected something because of what was happening to everybody else. She just yeah. didn't know. That that she's next. Um, and another question I had: Since when do can Sam and Dean read Enochian? Well, it was pretty short. Could Kevin have told them how? It was just one of those things we didn't see happen. Can Kevin? Kevin? I don't know if Kevin. Yeah, Kevin might be. Kevin might be able to do it. Yeah, because I would think God writing. Yes, if he can understand God writing, I think he would be able to understand Enochian. So yeah, yeah, maybe he could have told him what it was. Yeah, maybe it's very short. It's like a sentence, I guess. It's like three words or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's not much, and so maybe he just told them how to how to Mm -hmm. say it. And they say the same thing at every trial, right? I guess so. Huh. Okay. And this was episode 14. So we have 23 episodes. So we have nine more, nine or ten more, and two more trials. Hmm. Yeah, we have, there's 23 episodes, so yeah. Hmm. Okay. And I, like you said, I'm guessing trial number three will be the season finale, the last couple episodes, maybe? That's that's my guess, you know. Who but knows, I, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they surprise you. It just depends what their plans are, if these three trials are an end game or if they're just going to lead to more or something else unexpected mm-hmm. and and again, we're you know Naomi and Cass are out there. Cass is yeah. We we still have no idea what's happening there, so that could really cause some major problems. Mhm. Mhm. And from anyone who follows Jared on Twitter, um, they would have seen the picture he tweeted this week of. Um, Misha and Amanda Tapping, so they've been on set filming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I would think most people follow Jared, so. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> so, 
Anything else going on this week that we needed to talk about? We got the big, you know, we got renewed. That was the big news. Got season nine. Yep. Along with Vampire Diaries and Arrow all got picked up this week. Very, very good news. Yes, I'm glad about that. I like Arrow very much. So, and I have Vampire Diaries too. I'm behind on the bill. But I really, really am pleased and it's so nice to know. Don't have to wonder, don't have to worry or wait till May. We already know. And I like it for the writers, too, because if they were wondering mm-hmm. how they were going to end the season, well, now they know they can leave a big, giant, awful, nerve-wracking cliffhanger. Right, <laughs> right. Um, what else? It's about having um, Ride for Cancer, getting money for research and everything. Um, can't think of anything else that went on this week. I don't know. Oh, another funny, funny line in this was the Mr. Cassidy asking uh, Sam, "Do you know anything about hunting?" <laughs> oh <funny>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also liked his expression when. Oh, Cindy called him Ken Ball. He just kind of went, hmm. <laughs> oh, funny. It's one of those little things. <laughs> Back mm-hmm. So I think we must, I think we've discussed it all. I can't think of anything else. No, I'm kind of quickly looking through screen caps just to kind of remind me of things. But Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Talked about that beautiful estate. Oh, how does Ellie know that a wolf didn't see that? Does she just know because she's knowledgeable of the neighborhood or whatever? Was she starting to suspect at that point, I wonder? Yeah, no idea. Yeah. Oh, well. I wonder, because now she's on the run. She's got a head text bag. Yeah, and Hmm. that was another thing. Um, You know, like Sam said, when she dies, she is going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. And but Dean said, not if I can, you know, he's not if he can close the gates. Even if Mm -hmm. he closes the gates to hell, won't that still, you know, Mm -hmm. her her soul can still go to hell. Closing the gates is only to let demons out. Does it mean people won't be going to hell anymore, does it, when they die? That's a very good question. You know? Very Because I would think, you know, damn souls would still be able to go to hell. Otherwise, you know, God's whole mm-hmm. plan of punishment and redemption there, you know, is kind of thrown out the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, what I I think still, no matter what happens, unless you know somebody comes in and you know mm-hmm. destroys the contract, Ellie's still going to go to hell. Yeah, if I she dies tomorrow. Me. If she dies tomorrow, or if she dies in fifty years, she'll still be going to hell. Right. 
So I would imagine Dean will remember. And if they do have another run-in with Crowley, which I'm sure they will, it might be part of some negotiation. He might add it in there if he can. We'll see. Yeah. Um, when when you asked if we're going to see Sam's bedroom in the bunker, you notice Kevin didn't answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I think might be an answer right there. <laughs> but it's okay. He's safe. He didn't give anything away. But... No, he did not. He was very good. Mm-hmm. So I hope so. It'll be fun. Yeah, I would like to see what Sam's room would look like. Probably mm-hmm. a lot like Bobby's house. Yes. Lots yeah. of books. Lots of books. A bed. Bed and it. lots of books. Probably no weapons on the wall, though. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I wonder if he'll have any little personal touch, though, like Dean does with um, the picture of young Dean and mom. I would guess he probably still had. I would think he would still have a picture of like Jessica in his wallet. So, mhm. Jess, really? That's too soon, I think. Too soon. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I can't think of anything else. Almost ten o'clock for us. Yeah, yeah. Talk on the phone. So this big episode. Um, very, very okay. good episode. Yes, fantastic. And um, I won't give anything away, but there's some um, little preview and and the little sneak peek scene for next week's episode. Looks fun. Oh my gosh, I love it. Probably my favorite <laughs> sneak peek that they've ever shown. <laughs> This is great. All I have to say is, poor Sam. <laughs> but Dean's okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's like such a little boy. It's just so cute. Again, it's like it's like little brother stuff, you know. Uh-huh, it's yeah. nice. It's really nice. <laughs> so, yeah, something to look forward to. So, um, do we have any a new episode after that, or is uh yeah. think of the calendar. We have two we have the two we have the two next week is um man's best friend with benefits. And then after that on the twenty seventh is Remember the Titans and then it oh. will go on um the usual spring hiatus. Right. Okay. So two more two more podcasts. And then a little break. Yep. And nice. During during that break is the Vegas Con where make sure you're following us. We'll be tweeting and tweeting pictures and tweets and everything from the Vegas Con. So make sure you're following us if you're not already on Twitter. Yep. And um uh, thank everybody for listening. If um uh you can you can get our podcast at uh blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. Uh, you can 
download us and subscribe to iTunes, you can go to our website, winchesterbrothers.com, and click on the Winchester Radio logo on the side. There's lots more news and uh, on uh, Supernatural, the show, and actors, uh, past, present, and future on there. Uh, links to uh, Kevin Park's uh, Ride for Charity. Also, you can click on that and donate through that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at Winchester Bros on both of those. Again, lots of supernatural news all the time. Um, we appreciate you listening, uh, not only to um, listen to our current podcast, but we have uh, lots of fun podcasts that we've done before with uh, lots of great interviews and great guests, cast, and crew over the season. So if, uh, if you can, you like to go back and listen, uh, that would be wonderful. We really appreciate it. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. Nope, just thank you very much, Kevin Parks, for coming on our show tonight, and thank you to all of our callers who called in. It was great talking with everybody, and thank you, everyone who listened. We really, really appreciate it. Okay, well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, thanks again. Thanks, Becky. And we'll, we'll talk to you all next week. We'll be back next Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.